Do you love watching sports? Well, how would you like to be able to take your favorite sports with you and watch them anywhere? In your house, on your computer, even on your smartphone for one low price. With National Programming Service, you can. That's right, for one low price, so low we can't publish it, you can take your favorite sports anywhere, anytime with you. And we even give you free installation and free premium movie channels. Don't wait. Call National Programming Service Right now, you could be up and running and watching your favorite sports and shows in just a few hours. Remember, call in the next 10 minutes and ask about our special radio offer and learn about free installation. Call right now. 800-470-7113. 800-470-7113. That's 800-470-7113. gentlemen live from the west coast it's time for ring talk live worldwide your inside look into combat sports yeah brought to you by the wbo the world boxing organization how about that and now the host of the longest running fight show in radio and internet history let's get him let's get him hard pedro fernandez better grab me quick before my knees give way Damas y caballeros, bienvenidos, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network, of course, coming to you live from the city by the bay. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide 35. Make that 36 plus years now of being often imitated but never duplicated. Stay tuned for the next hour and you'll find out why. My name is Pedro Fernandez. I'm an award-winning writer, former four-time Golden Glove champion. If you are joining us for the first time here on Ring Talk Live Worldwide, well, I welcome you, welcome you to the family, but a lot of you have been here for a long time. So basically, we're family hour for the next hour. We'll be talking combat sports, boxing, and MMA. We have open phone lines all around the planet. You can impart if you'd like. 1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. And of course, the guilt-free, no-commitment text line. Say what you want. Don't go X-rated on me, but you can go R-rated. Bottom line is 415-275-1613. That's 415-275-1613. We're going to take a look at the careers of boxers who call themselves multi-division champions. I mean, back in the day, guys didn't win divisions in more than one. Uh, didn't win world-class world class championships in more than one division. I mean, guy was a lightweight champion. He was a lightweight champion. He moved up and weight. He got beaten this and that. But, of course, a different era sort of became in the 1980s with Sugar Ray Leonard and and Thomas Hearns, and of course Roberto Duran, and Marvin Hago, he only stayed in middleweight. He wouldn't go up to super middleweight or light heavyweight, and of course he wouldn't drop down to 154. He was just the middleweight king, of course. But we'll talk about that, and then we'll put them against today's champions. I mean, guys like Adrian Broner calls him a four-division champion. Come on. I mean, do you really think that those guys could have rolled with these guys today? Could they? Would it be the same? Athletics have gotten better, right? I mean, nutrition, training, all that kind of good stuff. But not when it comes to boxing. You two to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. Coming to you live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, and Sirius XM Satellite Radio. The Dan Patrick Channel. Channel 211. Here comes the decision now. Let's listen. 
clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. The big game is right around the corner, and the basketball season is off and rolling. And now you can get into the game with our exclusive sports betting partners, BetOnline.ag. Sign up today to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and make your bets on your favorite teams. Every spread, every total, every winner, every loser. Straight bet, parlay, or tease your way through it all. BetOnline.ag has all of the big game wagering action that you could ask for, including everyone's favorites. The prop bets. How long will the national anthem go? How many yards will Patrick Mahomes throw for? There are literally hundreds of props to bet on before the game even starts. So head on over to BetOnline.ag and use our promo code COACH55 to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit and get in on everything about the big game. Bring the playoffs home with our exclusive sportsbook partner, betonline.ag. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. iHeartRadio, an app so powerful. It holds 20 million songs from 450,000 artists, thousands of the best live radio stations, custom stations, and stations created just for you. It's anywhere and it's everywhere. Millions of songs, thousands of stations, one free app. iHeartRadio is that easy. Download the app today or listen online at iHeartRadio.com. Now more of Ring Talk. With Pedro Fernandez. Check it. The soul side of town tonight in San Francisco is going to be 5051 Mission Street, the Sons of Italy, of course, their famed hall and ballroom. I'll be putting on, actually, Palamento Productions is putting on the La Fuente 2020 reunion. Of course, it's a salsa dance based reunion, and we're coming back. And guess what? The promoter doesn't know how to salsa dance. So, I mean, this is going to be a great event, no doubt about it. It's sold out, but guess what? At one point in time, it was the hottest ticket in all of San Francisco. I am BSing you, man. I mean, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, people were like buzzing me, my buzzing me, like all eight, ten times a day. I need tickets, emails, texts. The girls are telling me. I got three girls working for me, so the the girls are telling me, "Hey, people want tickets. People want tickets. People want tickets." Right. So guess what? The Super Bowl, the Forty Nine ers are going to the Super Bowl tomorrow, and all of a sudden, all bets are off. 
I mean, people are calling and leaving line. Hey, can you take back those 18 tickets? Let me see. 18 tickets at 30 bucks a pop. No, that's about $540. I can't. Hey, that's what I'm trying to tell you. So it was like mass returns in the last couple of days. And, of course, there are no refunds once you buy tickets to a concert. Everybody knows that unless the, uh, the event doesn't show up. Bottom line is, at the end of the day, I wish the 49ers the very best of luck. But, man, their timing was terrible. You are tuned to the Mighty Sports Byline Broadcast Network, a man who has perfect timing, impeccable timing. Of course, he comes with us from the Bronx, Mr. Socrates Palmer. How are you today, the boxing's PhD, sir? I'm doing well, Pedro. How are you feeling? I'm doing pretty good. You know, I was talking a little bit earlier about the greedy, the greats of uh, of yesteryear against the greats of today. And, and when you think think about the fact that, you know, maybe Adrian Brown is like a four-time world champion. I mean, back in the 70s and the 80s, man, Adrian Broner probably wouldn't probably probably wouldn't break that twelve round. You know what I'm saying? He'd probably be a ten round guy. Probably might even be a twelve round fighter. Uh, well, I mean, it's boxing. Unlike uh, other sports, the, you can always compare errors because of the weight classes. Um, you know, in football, uh, defensive linemen were two hundred and twenty five, two hundred thirty pounds. Now. They would be playing in the secondary, but in boxing, you could always draw that parallel with the weight classes. Um, Adrian Broner will, I mean, the record books say he's a multi world champion. With a gun to my head, can you tell me who he beat for those world titles? I, I remember me, he me. won a version, yeah, he won a version of the title against Paulie Malignaggi, you know, who's probably the best win he has. So, I mean. Yeah, I, I, I can't dispute anything you said. Uh, Adrian Broner probably would not be in the same like same class as uh, maybe Ray Mancini, um, Aaron Pryor. I'm thinking my era, uh, you know. Talking, like talking, talking Cincinnati too. Basically, Cincinnati, yeah, Ohio. That's I right. mean, Aaron Pryor. Was, that's right. Now, last week, of course, the kid from Philadelphia, the Puerto Rican, good kid, no doubt about it. I mean, inside and out of the ring, he seems to be a nice guy. I'm talking about Danny Garcia. Like him, his personality, now that's up to you. 36-2, and two, 21 KOs, of course. Beat a guy over 12 rounds. He was supposed to be an Ivan Redklitch, of course, went 12 rounds. Anything that we could take from that, other than he was trying to get 12 rounds work? Mm-hmm. Is there anything? Is, is there anything we could take from his Danny Garcia's performance last week, except other than the fact he was trying to get twelve rounds of work? Well, um, maybe you want to call it ring rust, but it was really unimpressive. Uh, I know that he got the he got the win. He was never in any peril uh, throughout the fight. He controlled the fight, but when you want to see him in a headline mega fight like a fight against Pacquiao, Errol Spence. You wish he would have made a statement, you know, make it a, a sellable draw. Although Danny has a good resume and, and he's had a great career up until this point, but he just has been stagnant. You thought that maybe he had the chance to be a, a superstar fighter, and he's kind of stayed the same. Is is he, is he the the non Philadelphia Philly fighter? You know what I mean by that? I mean, um, Larry was on last week, and Larry got all teary-eyed almost <laughs> about about he didn't you know about because he he worked in Philadelphia, I think, for the Daily yeah. News. He was their sports editor or something. And the um, golden he, era, of yeah, Philly it, fighting. Yeah, and he knew a whole lot about Philly fighting. And and he told me Philly fighters were different. And, and then you know when you think about it, Philly fighters maybe Melder Taylor should have ran that twelfth round against Chavez. You know, I mean, that was the Philly fighter. The DNA. 
I mean, the, yeah, what is what? But but Danny Garcia isn't that. He what I'm trying to say is he's not one of these go go guts and blood gores. He but he's still a Philly guy. Yeah, you know it's a good point. Um, the one time that Danny Garcia really and I think you know shocked me was when he uh, took care of Lucas Matisse when he was an underdog. Yeah, and he really he he beat him up. Yep. You know, he beat him up, and in and, and all intents and purposes, Matisse never recovered uh, after that, his career. So you wish, like, the two fights that he lost uh, against uh, Porter and Keith Thurman, those were very winnable fights that you would like to see him dig down deep, go for broke. I, I think it's probably more valiant to lose getting knocked out than to just, okay, I went the distance. I could have done more. You know, just he... He didn't go and grab the brass ring. Maybe something has to do with the fact of the, the life he lives. From what I understand, he's done very well with his money outside of boxing. Mm-hmm. He's got a beautiful family. He's married to a beautiful lady. You know, maybe it's just a job to him. I don't, you know, I, I don't, maybe he doesn't have that desire to be great. And he plays it safe. Uh, yeah, what, I don't know. I'm not. I can't, I'm just speculating, but uh, uh, his actions make me think that. Or uh, what about fighting ordinary in order to get a Pacquiao fight? In other words, if you look ordinary, like playing possum. No, 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 yeah, in other words, if you look a little ordinary, you know, you, you get to fight with Pacquiao. But if you go out there and blow this dude out, man, Pacquiao's Pacquiao's not even don't even have your phone number. Uh, it could could be. Yeah, you could. Be, you know, you could. Like, if you want to play devil's advocate, okay, but. It, but that's the, we saw the same Danny Garcia that fought Porter and, and Thurman. If, if we didn't get those type of performances, I would have said, you know what, you got a point. Also, the fact he's in PBC, his options have to be limited. You know, I don't think um, a, a great logical fight would be him and Terrence Crawford. They have history in the amateurs, but I don't think that fight gets done because of the boxing politics that we live in. Um, so I, I can't just say that that he took the uh, the easy way to try to lure Pacquiao into some type of fight. No, I'm not going to buy that. Okay, the WBA 160-pound champion, of course, Demetrius Andrade was in action, TKO'd a young man by the, in nine rounds by the name of Keeler, of course. Um, what can I say? But the bottom line is Keeler was probably lucky he got out of the first round. He was a 71 underdog. Why are guys fighting 71, 71 underdogs in, in, in so-called title fights, whether the WBO title fights or not? Uh, you know what? It's just the alphabet soup. That, Seventy you know, to how one. They, how they rankings? Seven. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, well, it, it, <laughs> I, I, but we talked about it a couple weeks. Remember, I said, I said Buster Douglas was thirty-seven to one, uh, a certain thirty-seven to one underdog for Mike Tyson. I think Cash Display was three and a half or four to one to uh, to um, uh, Sonny Liston. Okay, and then I think he was like. Two and a half to one to George Foreman. So I mean, these great, great upsets, these so-called great upsets of boxing history, they were shorter odds than that. Yeah, I mean, you could probably tie that into the, the original point that we got on about someone, Adrian Broner, who's a multi-time world champion, you know, beating nondescript fighters. I mean, it's just the watered down of, of, of the watered down effect of, of the sport to some extent. Um, the shame of it that was that Andrade was not probably the main draw. Two guys from uh, YouTube were. Mm-hmm. So, 
Okay. I mean, I don't know. It, it, it shouldn't have happened. And Andre, you figured that at this stage in his career, he was going to be having, he was to be having uh, bigger fights. And maybe that's another guy that's just comfortable where he lives. You know, I mean, he lives in Providence, Rhode Island. Uh, he's not demanding these monster fights, and he's happy collecting a nice check. Are you trying to tell me Providence is unlike Compton? Uh, well, at the cost of living. <laughs> I'm sure I was joking. You didn't get that. Exactly. <laughs> You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline. This is the Saturday edition. Of course, we come to you Saturday and Sunday, 11 a.m. Pacific, I'm right here live on Sports Byline. Check it. This is the mighty Tower of Power to the break, baby. Well, I get to talk to my lawyer on that one. Are you over 50? Would you like to get up to 33% more income in retirement? Then call now for this free book, Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers, from a leading financial firm on maximizing your income in retirement. That's right, free. This free book reveals little-known truths about annuities in simple-to-understand terms that will help you make the right choices before buying an annuity. And it's free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report, summarizing the rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. That's right, annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling today. 800-720-5971. 800-720-5971. That's 800-720-5971. Producers have the appropriate licenses for the products they offer. Increased income is possible using strategies suited to your goals and may require buying multiple annuities and holding them full term. Do you owe $10,000 or more on at least two federal student loans? Then you may qualify for new programs offered by the Department of Education. These programs can reduce your interest, lower your payments, and possibly qualify you for loan forgiveness. If you have $10,000 or more and at least two federal student loans and currently not in school, you may qualify for one of these programs. Call now to check your eligibility. Student loan advisors are standing by to help you determine if you qualify for these new programs. They can help you reduce your interest, lower your payment, and even forgive a portion of your student loan debt. Take control of your financial future. Make this free five-minute free call now to Nationwide Student Loans and learn how you can reduce your student loan debt. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. 800-439-7851. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how 
simple it is right now. By calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit. One quick three-minute phone call. That's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published. Pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number. 800-603-0885. 800-603-0885. That's 800-603-0885. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. If you give me enough money, I'll find my own mother. One time I'm in Par- at the uh, Paramount Theater in Oakland, California, and James Brown is talking. James Brown said, yeah, Tower of Power had opened for him, right? So, so there's all these reporters around James Brown, the godfather of soul, and I'm, I'm checking them out. I study people, man. If you give me an opportunity to study somebody, I will study them, okay? So he's across, across the room from me, actually across the stage. All these people are circled around in the whole nine yards. He's doing his thing. So I'll never forget what he went on before when I said, he says, man, them Tower of Power guys, they do James Brown better than James Brown. Then he went out there and put the mirror up to his face. They checked out his hair. It was all perfect, this and that. And then put his fur jacket on. Before he knew it, he stepped out there on stage. And, and Je- Socrates, sorry to bring you in there on that memory, man, but the godfather of soul, he's, he was just, I mean, he, not, he was not the nicest human being in the world, but as a performer, there were few like him. He is the most influential artist probably in the last 40 years. He is the godfather of hip-hop. His music has been sampled so much by rappers. Mm. He's, you know, I mean, just artistically a genius. Uh, as a person, you know, it's a different story, but... Uh, hey, you, know, you, know how many, this, you know he had a boxing career. Unfortunately, it was against women. And, um, oh. yeah, exactly. And he had like, I think he had 41 KOs of Tammy Terrell alone. Tammy Terrell was the Marvin Gaye and Tammy Terrell duo. In fact, she died of a brain tumor, and a lot of people thought that that was an aneurysm. But a lot of people thought that was brought on by the ass whoopings that James Brown gave her over the years. Now, let's talk about this McKnight upsets in Miami, of course. This, uh, I think it was Thursday night. Danny Roman was considered like one of those pound for pound guys on the list, wasn't he? I think they throw that pound-for-pound label around too often. Um, Danny Roman, good fighter. Um, I never was, you know, like I I don't think I would ever say, oh, Danny Roman's fighting. Let me stop the world, you know. Let me stop everything I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Danny Roman's a really good fighter. Um, Now, he lost a a split decision, a couple of close rounds. uh, But it was that night, that night of upsets. Uh, Danny Roman loses against a guy that, with a good amateur uh, pedigree, I'm going to butcher his name, uh, Mike Dyerliff. No, no, don't, and, don't, uh, don't, don't. Here, here, let me run some by you. I want to challenge Larry Merchant on that name. I, I, I do, because, you know, he used to study, he used to, they used to give him names, they give him names like three weeks in advance. I'm, I'm not BSing either. I know they would. They give, like, he said, look, this is going to be the fights in a month from now, Larry. And Larry would just say, damn, I got to say that name. You know, <laughs> and I got to say than more than once, and I got to say it right, okay? Because I don't know if I told you, this, but I was I was on doing a ring announcing gig on ESPN before I went to ESPN too, um, back in the day, and Devera Williamson was defending, I think, the USBA heavyweight title or something like that, and I introduced Touch him as sleep. what. Touch of Sleep. That was his nickname, right? Yeah, Touch of Sleep. So anyway, I, I um I, I I called him Deveril instead of Deveril. 
and it just broke his heart, man. I mean, it's like it was like when that guy called me Pedro Gonzalez. You know, what I mean, that that was, yeah, we were in a world title fight, and he's talking about my resume and all this kind of stuff. He's a Golden Glove champion. This blah blah blah. Pedro Gonzalez, and I said, man, you got to be kidding me. Hey, but there was one time I was happy to be Pedro Gonzalez. You know when that was? What was that? I'm flying in to see Buster Douglas. This is in 1990, of course. He just won the World Heavyweight Championship, and I was only the one of the guys, few of the guys that reached out to him beforehand. So I'm flying into Columbus, and they fly me into Dayton first. This magazine. Some magazines fly me back there. It's first class. They got limos for me, the whole nine yards. Big bucks. I mean, it was good. It was a good gig. So anyway, um, I get to Dayton, and I'm, you know, I'm feeling pretty good. And, and they say, yeah, your your terminal is like Terminal 5 or some shit, like uh, some stuff like that. So anyway, so I, I roll off to the other terminal, and uh, it turns out to be it wasn't a terminal. It was just like a little auditorium. So I went to the door, and it wasn't a gate. It was just a door to the outside. And so when I looked through the door, all I saw was like a Volvo with wings. Okay, I mean, it didn't look like no airplane to me. This was a, like a 12-seater, okay? So... Anyway, I, I'm freaking out because I've been through all kinds of crazy things. I've had airplanes spin on me to the left, airplanes spin on me to the right. It's just not cool. Anyway, I was air pockets, all that kind of crazy stuff. Uh, so I'm thinking about all these other ways I can get to 70 miles of Columbus, Ohio, because I'm supposed to run with Buster Douglas in the morning. Of course, that never happened. He was too fat. So anyway, but um, anyway, I took a, had a couple of drinks, cognac. So I put myself on the plane, got on the plane, and it was, as I said, like a Volvo Wings. And there was only three of us on the plane, and it was a pilot, and there was no co pilot and the guy was a little old so you know i'm thinking to myself damn if he gets a heart attack or something like that man we're toast okay so anywhere driving and the ride's really bumpy and i'm going man this is really not cool i'm in end up being a buddy holly story here tonight because it's hitting air pockets and this and that so anyway he um he says we're five minutes away so i said to myself wow what a relief so he's going into the to, to the columbus uh, runway and the nose seems like it's a bit down a little bit more than I think it should be. You hear what I'm saying? But I can't say nothing to the dude. He's the pilot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you know, I can't say nothing. Hey, man, I think you're coming here a little low, right? He hit the runway so hard that the windshield broke. Ouch. Exactly. So you could imagine how I was freaking out. I mean, I couldn't believe it. The Buddy Holly story, I thought I was cool in the air. When I hit the ground, I said, this is it. I'm done. I never hit anything that hard on my entire I can't believe that the landing gear, whatever it was under there, uh, withstood, that, withstood that kind of punishment. So anyway, they roll me into the, um, they roll me into the, to the airport, and there's some dude waiting for me there, and he's got a sign. It's my limo driver, right, Socrates? You know what it says? Pedro Gonzalez. And guess what? I was so frazzled, I didn't even bother to buy. I said, man, just go. <laughs> Let it go. I thought it was all, Hesok, I thought it was, I mean, I, I'm, it was the hardest. I can't blame you. It was, I mean, he, the window broke. The, I mean, the, holy cow, man, the window of the plane broke. So I was like, ah, you know, and, and, and he goes, oh, it will be okay. And I said, yeah, we'll ah. Anyway, enough of my f- flying around the country, small planes. Um, but this guy, uh, we'll call him Akamila, uh, Muradun. Let's call him Muradun. Anyway, Muradun, he was a silver medalist, so he wasn't a hobo. Yeah. No, not at all. A uh, dangerous fight. Uh, um, sometimes these fighters in the lighter weight classes um, that are not huge money draws, they got to take these tough fights, you know. And uh, I guess they slept on the silver medalist, uh, lost a close decision. I could see a rematch happening right away, um, and hopefully it's as good as their first fight, because it was a good fight. Um, 
How good is Stephon Farmer? He lost his title the other night, Super Featherweight, to JoJo Diaz, who's now 31-1 with 15 wax. Farmer drops to 30-5 and five with a draw. The six KOs, has that always been his problem that he can't punch? I've always had the the, the, uh, the mindset uh, that fighters, especially in the lower weight classes, if you can't punch, eventually that comes back to haunt you. Um, same thing like Roman uh, also. Uh, mm. Not big punches. And I believe that you kind of scout fighters, you know, and if you are not a good puncher, you better do every, everything else great. And Tevin Farmer's defense was not there on Thursday. Uh, Jojo Diaz was hungry, and the MVP of that night was the cut man. He, uh, Jojo Diaz had a vicious cut uh, in the second round uh, with the headbutt, and it was a type of gash that you thought that it, there's no way he, that, that the ref would let it go more than two or three rounds, and for some reason it stopped, and Jojo Diaz was able to do enough to win. Uh, Farmer looked off. Uh, the announcers used the word lethargic throughout. He looked slow. Um, now, he has been very uh, busy. I think that was his fifth fight in about 13 or 14 months, which is a lot uh, nowadays. And maybe that he overtrained. Uh, he was also saying that he hurt his hand. Uh, there's also concerns that he was blinking a lot uh, throughout the fight. Who knows? But he didn't look like himself. Uh, he had been calling out other big-name guys, uh, mainly Javante Davis. Uh, Tevin Farmer is good, not great. And uh, Jojo Diaz had a great night. You know, props to him. Uh, part of that 2012 Olympic class, uh, he joined uh, Errol Spence uh, as a world champion. And mm-hmm. a good, good showing for Jojo Diaz. My man, my little MVP from down there in Mexico. People said to me, he can't fight. He's skinny. He's a skinny Mexican. That's what somebody told me one time. I said, man, a man in Navarrete can fight. Believe me. Of course, oh. now, now he's a WBO well, 122-pound champion, 31 with 26 scales, going to defend his title, I think, for like the fourth or the fifth time now against some guy by the name of Gio Santamizo, who's like 19-2. and two. I think not too many knockouts, so I think this is a mark-time fight for it. But this will be the opener for the Tyson Fury-Deontay Wilder card. Let me look at this. One, two, three, four, five. This is the sixth WBO title fight since uh, beating dog, I, uh, Dogbone in 2018. That's pretty good. Well, he gets rid of his guys quick. So it's not like, you know, he's not having these gruesome 12-round fights. I mean, he's, you know, he's he's not, he found out he, they don't pay him by the hour. So, he's, you know, he's taking care of business quick. Uh, one of the most fan-friendly fighters out there, Amanda Navarrete, a guy that just comes to do what it says in the marquee, fight. He'll dog you, though. He will dog you. I mean, yeah. I, I, I love that. And people say to me, oh, man, you know, that's unsportsman like this. And that. But sometimes, folks, you don't realize you're fighting a guy and he's trashed you and talked about your mother and all kinds of crazy stuff at ways. I'm serious. I've had him tell me all kinds of absolute stuff, stuff about my girlfriend, this and that. So, you know, when we're in there, it's like, you know, there's no no, no love lost. And, and, and that's I, this is combat sports in general. Anyway, bottom line is Socrates. I love you. Say hello to the family. Give them the best, of course. We'll talk next week. You have a wonderful weekend. What can I say? Without Ring Talk Live Worldwide and Socrates Palmer on Saturday, this show will be a little dead. Thank you, my brother. Uh, thank you for the kind words. Love you back, brother. Enjoy your weekend. Boxing's only PhD, folks. Socrates Palmer on Ring Talk Live Worldwide on Sports Byline. Open phone lines around the planet. 
1-800-878-7529. That's 1-800-878-7529. Of course, the guilt-free no-commitment text line, 415-275-1613. So get this. The guys that he's beaten real quick before, 21, 20-0, 28-1, 20-3, and 20-0. Those, those are the guys that he's beaten already. I'm talking about Emmanuel Navarrete. He is the king of boxing. You're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Clarity in the world of professional boxing is spelled WBO. That's right, the World Boxing Organization is boxing's only transparent sanctioned body. You can follow the WBO on Facebook or check out their website, WBOboxing.com. That's WBOboxing.com. The World Boxing Organization. I don't even recognize myself anymore. I'm really worried about him. His addiction. I haven't seen him like this. Ever. Hey, look, I, I never wanted to start using. I, I knew the drill, but I was out of options. I, I just want to tell him it's not your fault. There are people out there who can help. People who have felt your pain. They know what you're going through. This has to stop. I'm losing everything. Everyone. You've been strong your whole life. You can do this, but you have to reach out for help. It's time. I can do this. Addiction is a disease, and diseases need treatment. Call Quit Drugs 321 now at 800-338-6906. 800-338-6906. That's 800-338-6906. Paid for by the Detox and Treatment Helpline. I'm going to tell you how you can get real health care for as little as $6 a day. Yes, now you can get affordable health care for you and your family immediately and save as much as 50% off your current monthly health care payments. Our plans are perfect for people that are self-employed, can't afford health benefits where they work, or just want to pay less for their current health care. And coverage is guaranteed regardless of your medical condition. We even offer some of the new Christian faith-based health benefits. Save up to 50% on your family's health care. Make a free quick call now. There are no contracts and we give you a 10-day money-back trial period. Call Provision Enrollment right now for your risk-free guaranteed health insurance quote starting at $6 a day. 800-472-5145. 800-472-5145. That's 800-472-5145. Can't get enough of your team? SB Nation's 300-team regional and sports-centric communities are built just for you. Join your fellow fans at SBNation.com for all the best sports news. SBNation.com, your team, your community. Hi, I'm Lieutenant Commander John Michael Gutierrez from Pleasanton, California, and currently serving at Helicopter Sea Combat Squadron 25. We are operating out of Anderson Air Force Base, Guam, providing the Navy the nation needs. And I want to wish the San Francisco 49ers good luck in the Super Bowl. Go Navy and go Niners. Now more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. He is Mexican. He's proud to be Mexican. 
That was the master, Master Bob. Bob Arum, of course, for the top-ranked plantation. Just telling it like it is. Yeah, he's talking about Emmanuel Navarrete. He is Mexican. He's proud to be Mexican. And I think he's the best Mexican fighter in the world right now. Speaking of Mexican fighters, let's go back in boxing history. Let's check a, a little trip down memory lane with Billo, our historian, of course, Billo. Bottom line is, you know, I always was of the opinion that if Benny Leonard ever was to come back from the graves, they used to, they used to say, they used to say in San Francisco in the gym that Benny Leonard would beat Duran and this kind of good stuff. We used to snicker at them. You know, they're out of their mind. You know, these old guys. Anyway, bottom line is, if Benny Leonard were to uh, come out, you know, come out of his grave, he'd go back in his grave looking at Roberto Duran. The bottom line is, Duran would kill him. Anyway, on this day, if you take that back, February second, nineteen eighty, Phoenix, Arizona. The great Salvador Sanchez. You remember what they called him? Chava. Man, what, what, an, what an excellent fight he was. Of course, I was there for his biggest fight ever of his career that went over with Fedor Gomez in 1981. I called in sick to the police academy, and uh, I played hooky on the police academy. I risked my job, but, man, I, I wasn't going to miss Sanchez and Gomez. Of course, Sanchez, as I said, I think at the time he was like 40, 38, and, 38 and 1, something like that. And Gomez was like 32 and 0, man, with 32 knockouts. He was a real deal. He was knocking people out at 122 pounds. Of course, they would fight at 126 pounds. And the and the caveat here, or I guess the, the, the intangible, what it, what, what it turned out to be was the fact that Wilfredo went to bed at 126 pounds and he woke up at 130. Now, I don't know how a fighter can do that outside of eating and or drinking water. And he did both. And I don't know, I guess he thought they were going to give him a pass this morning. He would come down the scale. He stepped on the scale at 130 pounds, four pounds over the limit. Of course, this is the same day weigh-ins. It was 8 o'clock in the morning at the Sports Pavilion in Caesars Palace. They ended up giving him a pass on the weight. I think he weighed like 127 pounds. But, man, that Sanchez destroyed him. I mean, knocked, broke his bones in the first round. Gomez fought back hard. But Salvador Sanchez, that was his peak. Anyway, on, the, on February 2nd, 1980 in Phoenix, of course, the American Airlines Arena, the America West Arena, if I remember, that's, that's right. Um, Salvador Sanchez won the WBC Featherweight Championship, taking it, of course, from Danny Little Red Lopez, a 13th round KO man. Um, having watched that fight like a few weeks ago, so I'm not, I'm not a big guy in Danny Little Red Lopez. He just, I think he, I think he was a, a catcher and a taker, and he was exciting because of the fact that they matched him well down there in LA. And Don Chargan, of course, and Eileen Eaton were running the Olympic Auditorium, and basically they were like the boxing god and goddess, and they would get him fights that he could win. I think they got Danny a lot of fights that he could win, and he got him put in the position to win the championship. He won the championship, but man, when he fought Sanchez. <clears throat> It was like the second fight. I think he stopped him 14 rounds. Four and a half months later, bottom line is Sanchez was head and shoulders above all those fighters. And, I mean, Azuma Nelson, you can go down the list. It was Azuma Nelson, Gomez. Azuma, one of the greatest fighters of all time. But, man, guess what? Sanchez beat him in 14 rounds as well. And, of course, Sanchez falling victim to that car accident in 1982. Of course, running into the back of a chicken truck. Uh, a chicken truck? What do you mean by a chicken truck? A truck full of chickens. What happened was a truck full of chickens was going on a highway in uh, Mexico, and he was coming back from, shall we say, a booty call. Because that's what this was all about. He was, he wanted, he was determined to get back to camp before his trainers found out that he had left, okay, because he had a fight coming up. Anyway, bottom line is he's racing back to camp. He didn't see this turkey, uh, this chicken truck in front of him. He rear-ends the chicken truck and gets decapitated in the process. Of course, that was the end of Salvador Sanchez in 1982. We, we were blessed to have watched him a couple of times as a pro-live, but, man, on TV, he just delivered. As I said, at the end of the day, wow, 44-1, and one, one draw, not too many flaws in Salvador Sanchez. Now, we have the 
man that flipped his car a few weeks ago, a few months ago. I'm talking about Earl Spence, of course, the undefeated lad out of Dallas, Texas, an IBF welterweight title holder. That means 147 pounds. Of course, he flipped that car at, at get this, <clears throat> 90 miles an hour. He flipped the car at 90 miles per hour. He has been arrested or he's been cited for being under the influence of, of substances, meaning probably alcohol. They haven't said it exactly, but probably alcohol. And, of course, he had a handgun. And this is what sort of blew me away, is that they found a handgun, a $100,000 handgun. Now, between you and I, you know, a gun's a gun, right? But a $100,000 handgun, with, it's got diamonds in it and all this kind of good stuff. Anyway, I think it just shows what kind of character Earl Spence is. All in all, I thought he was a bit of an angel, a nice guy coming out of the amateurs, golly gee whiz, all that kind of good stuff, but not really. Anyway, earlier this week, I saw that WB... WBC president, Jose Suleiman. Of course, a lot of times I call the WBC the world of bunco and chicanery, but actually it's the World Boxing Council. That's their actually tight name. Um, he talked about weights and the fact that, you know, people are moaning and screaming about these different weight classes. You know, hey, man, how come you got a guy fighting at 118 and a guy fighting at 122? Well, it's because the guy at 118 is different in size and body mass than the guy at 122. These intermittent, I mean, that array, eight original titles, I think the Olympics want to go back to that. I think that's a little scary. I really do. I mean, I was looking at the Olympic class the other day, and if I were to, if I were fighting today, I would fight probably at 138 pounds. But um, that's that's a new limit, 138. But if Hector was a fight today and he fought at 132, he'd have to fight at 126. Now he could probably make 126. What I'm trying to tell you is that's too much of a disparity uh, between men because in there, there are just people that are just not 10 or 12 pounds bigger than other people. You know, and you just can't put that kind of a a weight limit, 138 pounds against 126 pounds. I mean, 126 pounds is bantam weight. That's what they're calling it now. So I think the Olympics has got all kinds of flaws in it. They want to let professionals fight in it. I think that's trash. I mean, come on, man. You know, I mean, when I came in, when I finished 13th in the country in 84, I didn't think I should have had to fight Roberto Duran maybe um, if I made it to the Olympics. Come on, man. Please. I'm like, you know, I mean, it's, 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 it's gross. I mean, you're going to match professionals against uh, – and they say, well, it's doing it in basketball, Pedro. Basketball is not combat sports. I don't want I, I don't want a guy that's, that won a few Golden Glove fights and ended up representing his country and got, you know, got lucky in representing his country. Maybe it is in the United States, and he gets hurt because of the fact that, you know, he's having to give up a whole lot of muscle mass and a whole lot. Of, and, and I'm telling you, and people say to me, well, you know, what's a few pounds? And I'll say it again, and I've been saying it for about 40 years now. Size only matters in two things, pornography and combat sports, straight up. Combat sports is big right now. And, of course, Tyson Fury is the heavyweight champion of the world in the minds of many. Uh, unbeaten, of course, that one draw against Deontay Wilder, what, 14 months ago, of course, in, in uh, Los Angeles, California. Staples Arena, of course, Wilder, 42-0, and 41 knockouts. A lot of those knockouts were bums. I mean, a lot of, I'm serious. A lot of those guys were, like, less than stellar opponents. But guess what? He has stepped up, and he has been able to knock out the upper echelon of what he's faced thus far. Okay, But then again, you know, what is there? Well, the there is Tyson Fury. That's February 22nd. In fact, he needs a clean house with Tyson Fury in order to cement himself as the number one heavyweight in the world. I mean, he's an American. We haven't had an American really step out for a while. There were the Klitschko's or Lennox Lewis. You know, I mean, in between the Lennox Lewis run, Hassan Rachman, of course, the kid out of, uh, out of Baltimore, Maryland, he knocked him out, but he lost miserably in a rematch. You know, I mean, but since then, the heavyweight championship of the world really hasn't been an American 
an American staple. It used to be. In fact, who, who controls the heavyweight champion used to control boxing. And that changed as well when the heavyweight champion sort of went international. But the Klitschko's, uh, I don't want to see, ever want to see the Klitschko's fight again. And, of course, you got right now Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder, and Anthony Joshua. Now, Joshua, of course, coming off that 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 win over Andy Ruiz when Andy Ruiz went to camp weighing 300, went to camp weighing 327 pounds, folks. <clears throat> they worked him down to 283, and he fired his trainer. I mean, come on, man. I'm serious. He went to camp at 300. I'm, I'm, this, this irks me. He went to camp at 327. 327 pounds. He weighed 283 at the fight time. So that means 17 and 27. He lost, what, 45 pounds. All right. I mean, that's not bad for six weeks. But nobody should have to lose that kind of weight in six weeks, okay? especially a heavyweight. Come on. And, and there was all kinds of more weight to lose. We all know that. That 283 weight on, he stepped on the scale on. Of course, he got bigger after that, went back and, and rehydrated and ate some more food. At the end of the day, he's a slob. And to talk about him bringing him back as a, um, as a heavyweight contender and fighting this guy and fighting that guy, come on, man. Can't you see he was a farce, that he ripped us off, that, that he was a, he's a fraud, and, and he's a 14-carat fraud. And the, American, and the American people know it, and the Mexican people know it. I mean, those are the two really big boxing staples, uh, contingent of boxing fans, especially the Mexicans. They know they got sold a, a bill of goods. I mean, the guy showed up first time, short notice, yeah, a little fat, but, you know, when you show up a lot of fat the second time and you've got plenty of notice, that's disrespect for everybody involved. Checking the boxing schedule. Of course, the 31st, uh, take that, uh, um, uh, the first, the fight between Jose Ramirez and Victor Bostal was postponed because of the flu over there in China. Of course, they're going to do that again, I think, in four to six weeks. Some here, somewhere here in the continental USA. February 1st, Jordi Ergas is going to take on Mike Dallas. <clears throat> Dallas used to be a junior welterweight. Now he's fighting at welterweight. Of course, that's going to go on uh, Fox Sports 1. So that sort of takes care of the world of boxing. In the world of mixed martial arts. There's always Conor McGregor. How come there's, I mean, now that he's back and he's sort of acting somewhat humble and not, you know, doing crazy stuff and spitting in people's faces and all that kind of crazy stuff, sort of acting human. Um, he came off that win over the Cowboy a fortnight ago where he smoked the Cowboy in like 40 seconds. I don't know what the Cowboy was thinking, man. I mean, because if anything, I'm going to stay away from Conor McGregor for as long as I can. See, that's just it. You don't engage him right away. That's when he knocks you out. He knocked out Jose Aldo twice. Why? Jose, Jose engaged him, engaged him in close. You don't want to get near that left hand. You just don't want to get near it. Stay away from it. Move. Move to the side. Keep moving away. Keep moving away into the side. And guess what? You make him work a couple of minutes. You get him tired. This and that. God knows what he's going to be like after he gets tired because when he's, when he's gassed in the past, he hasn't been able to perform. So at the end of the day, the Cowboy failed miserably. And, of course, Conor McGregor looks like a, a major star again. Of course, What's he going to do? He's talking about 170 pounds. Maybe he is a champion. Forget that, baby. Drop back down to 155. He can't win there either. He's sort of like a guy that cannot win a championship. And why do I say that? Is that at 170, he's too small. He'll just get beat up at 170. I, I really think, I think um, without a doubt. And at 155, he's just not good enough to beat Mr. Mr. Khabib. I mean, Khabib's like 24-0, 27-0, throwing those lions and tigers he fought on, on YouTube. And you've got a few more opponents, okay? So the guy's invincible. I told you, he never loses a round in the gym, ever, 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 ever. Bottom line is, Khabib is going to be the champion for a long time unless they put in a weight class limit. And I mean by a weight class limit is <clears throat> when you weigh in at 155, you shouldn't weigh, I think, no more than 163 come the fight time. 
That's just, I mean, that, that's the number I come up with in my own head. And I just think that's fair. I think that, that allows you to gain a couple of pounds, you know, because like, you dehydrate yourself and got water down, that kind of good stuff. So you get some water in you, some fluids in you, and some food in you. And six pounds, that, that's six or seven pounds is enough, okay? But Khabib, he weighs in at 155, and he comes in close to 180. 175 to 180. And then, of course, this they lean on you. And when they lean on you, they got all this weight. I mean, you're, it's not going to be good. Not going to be no good, no doubt about that. Anyway, bottom line is we go back to the world of the heavyweights and the mixed martial arts. Where, of course, at one point in time, Junior Dos Santos, a young man that appeared on this show, and I, th- I think we had a couple language issues, and we had to go back and edit it. But it was a pretty good interview. I guess it was about maybe five, ten years ago. Anyway, Junior Dos Santos, of course, former USC champion out of Brazil. Um, got lit up like a White House Christmas tree in less than two rounds. Of course, a minute and six seconds into round number two, <clears throat> Curtis Blade just knocked him out. Curtis Blades is like 14-2. and two. The only two fights he's ever lost was Francis Ngannou. There's another guy <clears throat> that's in trouble. I'm talking about Curtis Blades because he can be, if he can beat everybody but Ngannou, that doesn't do anything for him because mm, Ngannou's going to be champion for a long time. Once they put the strap back around his waist, he's not going to lose it. He's just that strong. He hits that hard. And when you hit as hard as this man hits, I mean, he was a boxer. Not not a great boxer, but he was a fair boxer. So he knows how to throw punches, and he knows how to throw them with leverage. He knows how to dig his feet into the canvas, all that kind of good stuff. And when he throws perfectly, man, and throws right, he just... He's unstoppable. He's absolutely unstoppable. So I think that Curtis Blades we should not get a third fight with Francis Ngannou. Of course, Ngannou is going to battle later this year against a kickboxer. When's that going to go down? Um, Ngannou is going to go down, of course, UFC on ESPN March the 28th. But the fight <clears throat> that's worth watching is going to be Khabib and Tony Ferguson. As I said, Khabib's unbeaten. He'll probably still be unbeaten, but Tony Ferguson is such a weird dude. I mean, the holy water on his wife and that kind of good stuff. He's such a weird dude, and he trains so, 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 he, I mean, any everything he does is unconventional. So Mr. Un- unconventional against Mr. Structure. I'm going to go with Mr. Structure here. Bottom line is you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. This is the mighty Tower of Power talking. You ought to be having some fun. Imagine this is your money and someone wants to take it from you. Who is it? The IRS. They want your money. And guess what? They can legally take it. All of it if they want. Remember, they sent you that letter that said, hey, you owe us a bunch of cash and we're going to take it from you. So what do you do? Fight back by letting our team of experts at the tax helpline work it out with the IRS so you can keep your money. And we're good at what we do. When you hire us, you get a team of guys on your side that know the IRS laws and will fight to save your money. So if you owe the IRS a ton of cash and you want to keep it, call right now and learn for free how we can help you put it back in your pocket. 800-932-1749. That's 800-932-1749. Here's a great way to save money on your prescription medications. If you take Viagra or Cialis, we can give you a way to pay as little as $2 a pill. 
Compare that to prices as high as $60 per tablet. These pills work for men and women to improve their sexual performance. And now for the price of two or three pills, you can get nearly 100. There's no need to pay expensive prices for Viagra or Cialis. Call now with your prescription and pay as little as $2 a pill. We offer 24-7 service and always free delivery and confidential packaging. Change your life for the better and have fun. Call Pharmacy Shop 24-7 to get generic versions of Viagra or Cialis for as little as $2 a pill, plus free discreet shipping. 800-709-4409. That's 800-709-4409. Hey, travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Now, more of Ring Talk with Pedro Fernandez. Peter Frampton has retired. What a study he was, man. I saw him about two years ago. He decided... Steve Miller played with him, right? I left after 10 minutes of Steve Miller. Steve Miller was the main event. But after Frampton, Frampton came alive and blew the roof off the Shoreline Amphitheater. And guess what? It's an outdoor arena. Straight up, you are tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide, the Saturday edition. Of course, come to you at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, live on Sports Byline, iHeartRadio, Sirius XM, Satellite Radio, the Dan Patrick Channel, Channel 211, like a thousand other Internet platforms. Of course, we come at you the same way. Sunday morning, 11 a.m. Pacific time for two hours live here on Sports Byline. Of course, I'll bring in the retired HBO godfather and his wisdom, man. I mean, each week we get to delve into the mind of Larry Merchant. Last week, I sort of just, I bring up the, he's 89, he's going to be 90 years old in March. And I bring up subjects that he has no clue as to where I'm going. Absolutely none. Okay? And he can roll with it. I mean, he's just an amazing guy. He is a, he's a guy that you really want to study. I mean, as, as a mentor and as a friend in this and that, I mean, we've only had one argument in, like, since 1985. But I'm telling you, he's something to look at. He really is. I was with him a few months ago, parallel parking in L.A. I mean, he's just, he's just a stud. He's an absolute stud at the age of 90. So Larry Merch will be here tomorrow, tomorrow morning on Ring Talk Live Worldwide at 11 a.m. The UFC is going to come back, of course, with the UFC 247 and John Jones defending the USC Light Heavyweight Championship. That's next week, the 8th. UFC 247 coming from the Toyota Center in Houston, Texas. Of course, Dominic Ray is a pretty good fighter. I think he's undefeated, and he's got a chance because John Jones is getting old. This is Ring Talk Live Worldwide. You're inside looking at the world of boxing and MMA. This is my good friend, Lenny Williams, singing back in 1972 for the Mighty Tower of Power. Man, it was a mind blower back then. I remember meeting Lenny in 73, 74 at a record party and. And he was able to spend some time with me, and I recorded him, and 
We ended up doing something for the rate newspaper down there in South City when I was going to high school. So that was sort of like the beginning of my musical career in, in, in journalism. So I want to thank Lenny for that. And, of course, he appears on the show regularly. Lenny, Debbie, Mrs. Williams, I love you both. Bottom line is you're tuned to Ring Talk Live Worldwide. Next edition, 11 at Pacific Time, Sunday mornings, right here on Sports Byline. Hey!